their language, recognizing the importance of contemporary sound. And the sounds are instantly recognizable as belonging to the in-groups currently on top of the charts. CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. It's wild. FM CITR here in Vancouver UBC campus radio and the show is stereoscopic readout and I'm your host Darren and those were the birds um, because 
tonight, I'm going to present um, a little something I wanted to put together for a while now, and I'm going to entitle it The Idiot Guide, The Idiot's Guide to Folk Rock. A genre, I think, that gets a lot of bad press, um, and certainly some of it is deserved. Um, it's, it's, I think, worst excesses. So it's worst sort of self-indulgent excesses became um, sort of a symbol for everything that's that people consider laughable about the '60s. But I think there's some really, really great music that came out of it, and certainly it was. Um, for a period, it was America's big contribution to uh, the you know the the rock and roll scene. So we're going to be looking at the bands that made it happen. Um, first off, though, I want to send a shout out to my friend and yours, Bobby the Badger Ferris, who, if you weren't aware, had just done his last show, his last ever barn burner. Well, we'll think for the time being, his last barn burner. He may be back, but that would entail him. Uh, experiencing a lack of success in this job endeavor, which has taken him away from us. So I hope that is the last one because I hope he is off to bigger, better things with more success in life. Best wishes and thanks for the memories there, Bobby. Um, anyway, where was I at? Yes, the birds from their Younger Than Yesterday album released in 67, a cover of... Bob Dylan's My Back Pages, not the only song that of Dylan's that they would cover. They certainly made a career out of it, practically. Uh, the best known cover by them, um, obviously, uh, Mr. Tambourine Man, which was their uh, big hit single, which broke their career wide open. Um, oddly enough, I was listening to, the, listening to some Beach Boys um, last night, and... I was reminded that that sort of chugging rhythm that you hear in Mr. Tambourine Man, uh, we're not going to be hearing it tonight because I'd rather concentrate on some of the lesser known songs or ones that don't get enough airplay in my opinion. But uh, that sort of chugging rhythm in the track came about because the session musicians that were used to actually record the instrumentation on it um, had just done the Beach Boys session for... um, don't worry, baby, and I, I guess they must have liked that sort of rhythm a lot and decided to use it again on uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. But uh, yeah, certainly they would cover my back pages. Um, you ain't going nowhere. Uh, it's all over now, baby blue, and we're going to be hearing a different band's interpretation of that song. Um, it ain't it ain't me. No, Spanish Harlem incident. A number of uh, Dylan covers that they did, but they certainly also were capable of writing some really big hits on their own. And for a period, they were touted as being America's answer to the Beatles. But their big claim to fame is they are pretty much, um, I think if folk rock began anywhere, it was with the Birds, uh, Los Angeles-based Birds, Boasting the talents of Roger McGuinn on vocals, uh, David Crosby on vocals and guitar, uh, Roger McGuinn on vocals and guitar as well. Gene Clark for a period until he was ousted from the band, uh, Chris Hillman and another guy, but, uh, (laughs) also later incarnations of the band, a later incarnation of the band would also, um, feature Mr. Graham Parsons, the legendary Mr. Graham Parsons. And that would shift the sound to country rock 
which is another genre that the uh, band pioneered, but pretty much they launched folk rock on the world. Um, and the success they had and the success that other bands had in also making a career out of uh, covering Bob Dylan uh, was also a partial influence on Dylan's decision in 1965 to go electric, which was pretty controversial at the time. Anyway, um, going to play a couple of more songs by the birds and then get on to some other, uh, great folk rock bands. I'm going to do something now, which I don't normally do. And that is play something off YouTube because I had some library issues at home. I wasn't able to get, uh, this one, this is a song which influenced of all bands, the Beatles to do, um, if I needed someone, this is the bells of Rimney. Save the 
I was a prisoner. I was a prisoner. I was a prisoner. I was a prisoner. Cocaine. cocaine addiction. Cocaine took my drink. My drink. It made me lie. Made me lie. Steal. Cocaine took my will, my soul. And all I wanted was more cocaine. More cocaine. Cocaine Anonymous gave me freedom and saved my life. If you got a problem with cocaine, pick up the phone. We're here to help. Contact Cocaine Anonymous toll-free by calling 866-662-8300 or find them online at ca-bc.ca. Go, 
back with you on 101.9 FM CITR. The show is Stereoscopic Readout, and this is The Idiot's Guide to Folk Rock. Uh, it was a set by The Birds and two tracks by Love, who we're going to talk about in a second. But uh, The Birds credited largely with inventing the genre of folk rock. Um, beforehand, they were a uh, more of a traditional folk band, and it bears mentioning that before the British invasion, before the advent of the Beatles, um, America uh, college—I wouldn't say college radio, but certain the col- certainly the college crowd was dominated by the folk scene. Um, you know, it was uh, the early '60s. The uh, the early '60s, the sort of influence and inspiration of John F. Kennedy was running pretty strong in college campuses, and uh, that was where the sort of hit or taste making. Uh, in, or sort of <clears throat> things happened in the uh, states at the time. Amongst the counterculture, what I'm getting at is um, there were a lot of folk bands around the birds being one of them. Um, Roger McGuinn and David Crosby having known each other for, uh, well, since they were in their teenage years anyway, they started to decide to start a folk band. But it wasn't until they saw the Beatles in A Hard Day's Night that the sort of proverbial light went on. And um, Jim, or Roger McGuinn, he would actually, I keep saying Jim, but it's he would actually change his name later in the 60s to Jim for numeral, numerological reasons apparently. But uh, it wasn't until they saw Hard Day's Night that Roger McGuinn noticed the um, 12-string Rickenbacker that George Harrison was playing because that was a pretty um, pretty big staple of their sound at the time. I mean, the Beatles sound. He bought one, and that was sort of where it all came together, uh, playing electrified folk music using electric 12-strings. And um, the rest as it was were history. Off the top there you heard Bells of Rimney, and I'm sorry about the quality of that, but I played it off YouTube. I really wanted to play that particular song, but uh, for some reason the mix on that one cut out all the 12-string. So not going to do that again. Uh, Then you heard Eight Miles High, which was their first really controversial song. Um, Obviously DJs and uh, The Man picking drug references out of that track left, right, and center, um, although it's basically a sort of a musical account of their first trip uh, tour in uh, Britain, eight miles high being the alleged uh, cruising altitude of an airliner, but it's actually much lower than that. I think McGuinn said in a later interview that he just wanted something which sounded a little bit more poetic. But uh, it is also, actually, interestingly enough, the song also name-checks British band Small Faces. Um, We then went to the band Love, which is a tie-in because uh, the birds really put Los Angeles on the map, especially the Sunset Strip. Um, The Sunset Strip was the home of folk rock through 65 and 66, definitely. And Love was one of the biggest, or one of the best-known denizens of the strip, Um, the strip was basically, it's not its not a terribly long stretch of road. It's on Sunset Boulevard, but uh, it basically incorporated a whole ton of really influent, really popular and influential nightclubs such as the Trip, Kaleidoscope, Beto Lido's, um, the London Fog, the Whiskey A Go-Go, Pandora's Box, etc. <clears throat> Love played up and down the strip from 65 onwards, um, along with a whole ton of other... Um, 
bands which would get to uh, you know greater or lesser national prom, uh, prominence, such as you know West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band, uh, the Turtles, the Doors got their start there, um, and a couple of other bands we're going to be hearing from in a moment. But basically, um, Los Angeles was folk rock central, was the epicenter of the uh, scene. Uh, so you heard from Love, one of the first actually integrated, racially integrated bands uh, to hit the charts, uh, which they did with a cover of Burt Bacharach's My Little Red Book. Um, unfortunately, they got sued sued over that, but that's a whole other story. Um you heard from their first album, Can't Explain, and then their version of uh, the rock and roll, the folk rock standard, Hey Joe. Um, pretty much every band, I would say, that deigned to call themselves a folk rock band seems to have covered it. In fact, it was actually a standard that you needed, excuse me, that you needed to play if you wanted to get work in um, clubs on the strip. Uh, we're also going to hear from, actually, we're going to hear right now from another band, the only band actually that had a real national hit with it. Um, Love didn't have a hit with it. The Birds didn't have a hit with it. There were a bunch of other, even just garage bands that tried. Um, Jimi Hendrix would eventually put down what I guess most people would consider the definitive version of it. But uh, these are the leaves from 1966 with the uh, version that hit number 31 nationally in the U.S. This, again, is another version of Hey Joe.
Crazy path.
How much do you know about bikes? Everything? Perfect. Nothing at all? Even better. At the UBC Bike Kitchen, you can use our space and tools to do your own bike maintenance, get one-on-one -on -one instruction on how to fix your bike yourself, or drop your bike off for us to repair. You can also buy a fully refurbished guaranteed used bicycle or a variety of new and used parts and accessories. The Bike Kitchen is UBC's non-profit, student-owned, full-service bike shop. We're located in the basement of the Student Union Building. Just look for the stairwell on the north side of the sub across from Gage Towers, or search for the UBC Bike Kitchen on Facebook. Stop by the Bike Kitchen, and then get riding. Chasing after money and dreams that can't come true I'm glad that we are different, we've better things to do May others plan their future, I'm busy loving you One, two, three, four Sha-la-la-la-la, -la -la -la, for today Sha-la-la-la-la, -la -la, for today And don't worry about tomorrow As long as I'm with you We'll take it nice and easy And use my simple plan You'll be my loving woman I'll be your loving man We'll take the most from living Have pleasure while we can Two, three, four Sha-la-la-la-la-la Live for today Sha-la-la-la-la-la Live for today And don't worry about tomorrow with you here on 101.9 FM CITR and our Idiot's Guide to Folk Rock on Stereoscopic Readout. That was The Grassroots. Um, that was actually quite a lengthy set of bands 
folk rock band sort of associated with uh, Los Angeles, which, as I mentioned earlier, was pretty much the epicenter for the folk rock scene. Uh, where did I start here? Um, God started that off with The Leaves and their 1966 hit and one of many versions uh, of Hey Joe that have uh, come out, that came out in that like period between 66 and 67. Kaleidoscope uh, with Pulsating Dream Chocolate Watch Band, um, better known as a garage rock band, but uh, their cover of Dylan's It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. Um, the Sparrow, which started out as a band in Toronto. That was um, the band which eventually, well, in 68 changed names to Steppenwolf, uh, fronted by John Kay. So uh Canadian band, which went down to L.A. and made it big later on. But that was a um, track from their uh, folk rock years, uh, Tomorrow's Ship. Uh, pop West Coast pop art experimental band <clears throat> from their first album, Transparent Day. You heard Buffalo Springfield, um, a Neil Young composition. Neil Young, um, one of the three song- principal songwriters in uh, Buffalo Springfield, along with... What's his nuts and the other guy? <laughs> uh, crap. I know the guy's in there. What's his name? Steve Stills and Richie Fury. I knew Steve Stills. It's just the mind's going. Richie Fury. <clears throat> um, Buffalo Springfield. They're actually first. Um, sort of a regional hit. It was a hit in the LA area. Uh, nowadays, Clancy can't even sing, but, um, Neil Young's days of, uh, being the only hit maker in the band were very short lived. Cause later that year they would come out with the, uh, epic smash hit for what it's worth penned by Stephen Stills. And therein began the clash of egos between Young and Stills, which would eventually and prematurely tear the band apart. Uh, Lyman Sabell, from the Nuggets box set. Yeah, I heard Follow Me and that last song, Grassroots, uh, the song that they're, I would say, best known for. Uh, Midnight Confessions is another hit they have, but uh, Let's Live for Today, probably the song that they are best remembered for. Really? Okay, sorry. Having an interesting chat here with a friend of mine. Um... Folk rock obviously could not be contained by the Los, greater Los Angeles lim, city limits. Um, San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, or the uh, much-touted San Francisco sound, was essentially um, folk rock on, um, I guess, both steroids and quaaludes at the same time. Um, you took the folk rock sound and basically added three guitarists and usually two singers. Um, and you had, uh, basically the format of many San Francisco bands, such as the Charlatans, Jefferson Airplane, Grateful Dead, Big Brother and the Holding Company, Quicksilver Messenger Service, etc., etc., etc. So we're going to be listening to a couple of tracks, uh, from San Francisco and then, uh, a few miles from elsewhere around the States. This is a band called the Charlatans and, I think pretty much the only single they released while they were um, a going concern uh, cover of Buffy St. Marie, so it counts as CanCon. This is Codine Blues. (laughs) 
Cover Me Canada, but that's got nothing on the Junkyard Halloween Girl Covers Night. This all-lady Halloween special features Terror Bird covering Kate Bush, Nuh-uh doing Riot Girl covers, and Mass Marriage, Floral Moral, and Sophie Sweetland covering Susie and the Banshees. The fun starts Saturday, October 29th at Pat's Pub. Doors are at 9, show at 10, admission is by donation, and costumes are more than encouraged. Junkyard is proudly sponsored by CITR. Hey, back with you on 101.9 FM, CITR, and Stereoscopic Readout's uh, presentation of The Idiot's Guide to Folk Rock. Um, where was I going there? Oh, God, what did I do? Travel service? Ah, okay, good. Uh, started that off, actually. We started... <laughs> Started off with a couple of San Francisco bands, the Charlatans, not to be confused with the Manchester band of the late 80s and early 90s, but um, actually sort of the the band which really kick-started the whole San Francisco scene, um, their cover of Buffy St. Marine's, Marine, Buffy St. Marie's Codine Blues and Jefferson Airplane off Surrealistic Pillow with DCBA25. And then some stuff from uh, various Pebbles compilations because although they're mainly garage rock comps, um, you can usually pick out a really good and completely unknown and completely obscure folk rock gem. Um, you heard The Edge with Seen Through the Eyes. Um, United Travel Service out of the uh, Puget Sound area with Wind and Stone and the Four Fifths, if if you still want me. And then, thought I'd throw you a curveball, um, Velvet Underground, and probably known, you know, as the extreme avant-garde band um, out of New York City, but uh, they were, they did have their folk rock moments, and certainly when uh, Lou Reed Sterling Morrison and John Cale put the band together. It was a very folk-oriented act. In fact, it was more of a, a bluegrass or jug band sound. If you've got the Peel Slowly and Sea box set, the first de- disc is a demo um, of some of the stuff. And, you know, tracks like I'm Waiting for the Man or All Tomorrow's Parties, uh, they they sound like, you know, uh, almost like they're Hank Williams songs even. Um, anyway, carrying right along, uh, got 15 minutes left. I'd hope to play more Canadian stuff and I'm going to get to it all right now. Uh, mentioned the Velvet Underground. Uh, 
Um, I usually find it quite surprising, actually, when I find of a or I find a band from the '60s who actually sounded like they might have been influenced by the, by the Velvet Underground. Because a lot of people talk about the Underground, but um, it's almost like I talked to a, a friend of mine, or actually a former landlady who's around um, San Francisco and Boston and LA in the uh, late '60s, and she was saying everybody knew who the Velvet Underground were, but they were sort of like you know, a world apart from everything. They were like the really sort of druggy sort of cousins of everything else that was happening. So um, obviously it wasn't until, you know, the early 70s that bands started coming along that really was were wearing like Velvet Underground influences on their sleeves. But uh, this is one of the ones from the 60s. And where is it? Happily enough, they're Canadian from Bay Ridge, Ontario. This is Plastic Cloud with Art's a Happy Man. Art's a happy man. Never end. 
Are you looking for career information relevant to your arts degree? Come check out Work Your BA, a career workshop series specifically designed for art students. Find out what you can do with your major, learn how to improve your resume, discover the secrets to networking and much, much more. For more information, visit www.arts.ubc.ca forward slash students forward slash work your BA. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Monday, 7.30 to 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
This week's stereoscopic readout here on 101.9 FM, and that was the Canadian portion of our uh, Idiot's Guide to Folk Rock. Um, folk Rock didn't really seem to take uh, much in the UK. Uh, there were a couple of bands. <clears throat> Pentangle kind of electrified their version of folk, but uh, I think the real folk rock standout in the UK was Fairport Convention. Um, uh, Canada, however, really did uh, sort of latch on to the sound, um, as, it evidenced, as it evidenced by the preceding set. You heard from Ontario, The Plastic Cloud with Art's a Happy Man. Um, guess who? Um, no further introduction needed other than uh, from Winnipeg and uh, from actually their sort of their middle period between their first big hit shaken all over and then 1968, 69, when they really took off south of the border. Um, their cover of Buffalo Springfield, another Neil Young composition, Flying on the Ground is Wrong. Uh, Tom Northcott trio out of Vancouver, you heard Let Me Go. Um, and that last one was Three's a Crowd. They were out of base start or they came from excuse me, Toronto, at least they were based in Toronto during most of their career, despite what Wikipedia says, uh, they are not from Vancouver. Um, there's a really 
kind of more in-depth article at garagehangover.com if you want to read about them. Uh, their principal claim to fame is uh, not necessarily on that track we just heard, entitled I Don't Want to Drive You Away. Um, but uh, they sort of launched the career, or it was sort of like a springboard to further the career of one Bruce Coburn. Uh, so anyway, that's pretty much it. For me this evening, Ben is on deck. He's waiting to start live from Thunderbird Radio Hell this evening. Um, 11 o'clock is Funk My Life with Ochre. And at midnight, Pierre's in with six hours of oral tentacles. That's midnight till 6 a.m. And that's pretty much for me. Going back to Vancouver for one last track in the folk rock vein. This is The Look with In A Whirl. That's it for me. When the sun is shining brightly down upon my girl and her hair is shining lightly things are your 75 cent coffee fix in the sub. It's your source for reasonably priced, creatively named stew and vegan brownies. It's your purveyor of bicycle-delivered local produce. It's also a place where volunteers can realize their vision of responsible business and where like...
Minded students can explore UBC's food systems. Hark! Sprouts is currently accepting applications for next year's executive board and is encouraging ambitious, creative, and disciplined students from all faculties and year levels to apply. Come by Sprouts in the sub basement to learn more about our projects and how to get involved. I tried to kick the ball, but my tinny flew right out. I'm red as a beat, cause I'm so embarrassed. Well, the hardcore stuff is just is fast, very aggressive, and loud, you know, music, angry music. I'm your host, Mr. Steeston Mike. Welcome to the Flex Your Head Show on CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver. I'm here every Tuesday. 6 to 8 p.m. Playing some punk and hardcore for you. Uh, if you want to hear something, feel free to give me a call at 604-822-2487 or swing by flexyourhead.net and send us an email with a request. Flex Your Head!